Good morning and welcome to the episode of the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. This episode is brought to you by WinView Games, the nation's sports prediction leader and home for pregame and live props. You can play against your league mates, you can play against your family, or you can go ahead and play against your co-host and finally settle the bet on who knows their stuff the best. This week we're going to be covering the Thursday night matchup of the Bucks versus the Eagles. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about bye weeks fill-ins because we're finally at the bye weeks and we We've got to cover those. There are four teams that are out. We've got the Falcons, Saints, Jets, and Niners out. Tate, how are you looking this morning? How are you feeling? And are you ready for the first round of bye weeks? Well, you can actually actively see how I'm looking for those of you watching the video, but for those of you tuning into our podcast via all the audio outlets, I look fantastic. And by fantastic, I mean incredibly mediocre. So uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. Most of my teams aren't going to get hit too hard by the bye weeks, but Bye weeks, injuries, changes, always time to talk a little bit of fantasy football with you, Sam, as always. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm, it, it's good to hear that they're not affecting you. Apparently, I've been leaning so hard on Cordell Patterson that I'm looking at my running backs in a lot of leagues. And I'm right. like, shoot, we got to we gotta remedy the leaks in this very leaky boat right now. Um, but yeah, so I've got a couple players I need to fill in for. Um, Kamara is out as well. I don't know if people were leaning too hard on their Jets players. Um, hopefully they weren't, and because there's definitely gonna be better options for you there. But the Niners are out, and so that's always a couple players that you're looking at um, week in and week out. So let's go ahead and just cover a couple players that I think should be good fill-ins, at least at quarterback. I feel like Taylor Heineke is someone that I would be okay sliding in there if you had to stream a quarterback option just because I know he had a rough week last week, but he's going to be against the Chiefs this week. And the Chiefs are going to be absolutely slinging it all over the field. So they're going to have to play to keep up. And the Chiefs are actually 17th against the pass. So I feel like Heineke is going to have a good chance for some garbage time points that are going to end up breaking you a pretty good week in terms of the quarterback spot well the one place that the washington football team is incredibly weak is in that secondary and that is going up against kansas city who's coming off of a loss that is not the team no. that uh wants to be fa- you want to be facing off against so i expect that the kansas city chiefs are going to have their way quite a bit with that secondary with tyreek hill and everybody else but that does bode well for taylor heineke and so far, Heineke hasn't even been the full-time starter the entire season yet. Right now, he's a top-20 quarterback. He's a QB, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that you, if you have him, in particular in a week where you might be shorthanded, absolutely. Uh, this Kansas City defense, even though on paper their numbers don't look egregious, but I think you can have your way in particular. I think it's going to be a big day for Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I think it's going to be a huge day for Terry McLaurin on Washington's side of the ball. I think that every one of their pass catchers is going to be utilized quite a lot. And I mean, and Heineke can run a little bit as well. So I feel like there's going to be some scrambling. He's going to be, you know, trying to extend the play as best he can. And so I think that you're going to be able to hedge your bets on a really healthy fantasy day for him. On Kansas City side of the ball, actually, Mikul Hardman's someone that I like a lot to flex okay. as well. Because whenever... They're in this crazy throwing motion where Mahomes is slinging it all over the place. Hardman is bound to end up with a couple really good targets and actually some pretty good looks towards the red zone as well. I mean, last week he had nine receptions on 12 targets, 76 yards. So that's a good floor. Love that, Uh, especially against Buffalo. So hopefully he's going to have 
a lot of good looks as well. But you can also end up falling into the end zone. And week three had a touchdown against the Chargers. So it's it's up and down, but I feel like it's more likely up in a game that's going to be high scoring. Yeah, I mean, we didn't see a whole lot of Josh Gordon last week. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that they just activated him. And he saw his first action in quite some time. So, you know, welcome back, Josh Gordon, again. Uh, but Michael Hardman, yeah, to see a season high in both targets, receptions, and really yards, 76, his yards per catch is way lower than I thought it would be considering the athletic profile that he has, yeah. right? Big play threat. I think that he does pop a big play this week. Uh, like we mentioned before, I think this Washington secondary is really struggling at the current moment. So, yeah, I kind of like Miko Hardman to to not only continue to see some nice volume as far as a floor play, but he's also got a nice ceiling considering the matchup. I agree. Now let's talk about a couple running backs, a duo of running backs, if you will, in Chicago that are trying to fill in the blank that is left by David Montgomery. Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert actually both had such a good, very, very close to even attempts in rushes last week. Um, Herbert had actually just eight, had 18 and Williams had 16. So he edged him out in terms of touches, but Williams was the one that ended up getting the touchdown had a pair of catches as well to go with that. So I think if you had to rank them Williams above Herbert, but still just seeing their equal usage kind of gives you hope for someone looking for a flex or looking for a running back that you're desperately in need of getting touches. Yeah. And don't, I, I think it's, they're both worth a play uh, given that, you know, her, like you said, Herbert actually out carried Williams. So, but their touches were dead, even given yeah. Williams work in the passing game. Fields is still yet to be unleashed. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm having, I'm going to continue to die on this hill, but this is one I'm probably, unfortunately, going to be javelined by my own flag um, that I've tried to play at the top of the hill. So, I mean, I like that graphic. Yeah. Well, please don't. I'm, I, that's pretty concerning that you actually like me being nailed like, and javelined. No, by it's my just own such flag. a funny visual of just like, you're just like, I'm going to die on this hill. And then the flag falls back down on you. <laughs> well, no, I pulled out of the ground and, you know, go full last samurai on myself. Anyway, uh, they're all perfect. Anyway, please tell me you've seen The Last Samurai. No. No? Oh, God, I just ruined the ending. Great. I'll add it to my list. Spoiler alert for a movie that's been out for 18 years. Anyway. Everybody does. Okay. No, no, no. All right. Anyway, (laughs) back back to the subject at hand. hand. Um, You know, I I anticipate that both both running backs are going to have a – a uh, significant amount of touches out of the backfield. And if we're going to see what we saw, 18 carries for Herbert, we saw 16 for Damian Williams, uh, you know, just doing the math off the top of my head, that's 34 touches, mm-hmm. 34 carries between running backs. If that's the model that they want to go ahead and try to build a winning game plan around Justin Fields, then it's something where they could both be productive and certainly like flex worthy um, given, you know, the fact that bye weeks are starting. Yeah, no, I definitely like that. And I mean, anyone that is desperate and looking for a running back, you're looking for someone that's going to have a good floor of touches. And I feel like, like in, in, in this matchup against the Packers, I feel like it's not, it's not a bad matchup. It's, I think it's going to be fine. Like they're going to still see a lot of Packers are decent. They're not atrocious in terms of a defense to run against, but um, they're definitely going to be able to see enough work that I think it makes it worth it. They could be had. I mean, it just we'll we'll see exactly how they're schemed up and how Justin Fields continues to impact the rushing 
respond like rushing gap responsibilities as far as plays drawn up from Matt Nagy and the rest of the crew. Definitely. All right. Now looking at a wide receiver that I would not mind sliding in there as well. I'm going to go ahead and throw Tim Patrick in there because he did have a season high in targets against the Steelers of nine targets and seven catches for 89 yards. So you love that amount of yardage on those catches love that efficiency. But, um, I think this is a good matchup too against the against the Raiders. I feel like they can be had in the past, and I feel like, you know, between him and Cortland Sutton, Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to keep keep the ball moving, keep it rolling because the Raiders feel like they're floundering, and if they end up with a lucky play here or there, they're going to have to be able to recover. So I feel like Tim Patrick is going to have a steady floor this week. So <clears throat> I love this pick, by the way. Um... I co-signed this because every time Tim Patrick seems to get an ex- an opportunity, right, for an expanded role, he's productive. He's been mm-hmm. productive during his entire NFL career when he's been given an opportunity. Uh, and so far this season, with no Jerry Judy, he's stepped into the role and been productive when given opportunities. I mean, he seven for nine as far as targets and receptions go, uh, respectively, and then, uh, you know, Back in week three, five targets, five receptions. Week two, three receptions on four targets. Like the man just, whenever you throw the ball in his direction, good things generally seem to happen. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm all about this with with uh, Tim Patrick as he just continues to give a pretty reliable floor, believe it or not. I mean, he had one dud against Baltimore in week four. But, uh, yeah, outside of that, I'm, I'm fully comfortable rolling Tim Patrick out there as like a wide receiver three slash flex option yeah i i i think it's you know and obviously all of these bi-week fill-in options they're guys that i'm trying to give you just a good floor on because you gotta just weather the storm during the bye when you lose your guy so that's all it is oh my gosh it rhymed um that made it so nice nice did you mean to do that (laughs) no is that on your script (laughs) no you have a script I don't. I never have a script. <laughs> I, 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 compl- I completely wanted to make sure that I got in a reference about The Last Samurai. Just kidding. That was off the top of my head. But what yeah. else we got? I love that we're always unscripted. People always ask me, too. They're like, so like, how much time do you spend writing the script? I don't. Like, this is just all madness that comes out of here. I would love <laughs> to see you actually try to read off a teleprompter and see if it... It would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Samantha Hall. Anyway, <laughs> I, I forget to read periods and commas, and it's just all one long run-on sentence. Yeah, trying to give the to give the producers uh, their tags in the line, like say, and you just say switch to cam two. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would totally do that. Switch to camera two. Oh, was I not supposed to read that? My bad. <laughs> If it's there, I will read it. This this needs to be a thing. We need we need to we need to have a faulty uh, anchor edition for from Samantha Hole. <laughs> oh my gosh, it'd be hilarious. All right, and then uh, a tight end option for everyone, just to throw in there in case you happen to be streaming a tight end. Uh, Dan Arnold. I always say his name wrong because of the previous team he was with, the Darnold Arnold situation. Can't get out of my head. But Dan Arnold would be a decent tight end to slide in there this week jacksonville is going against the dolphins who i feel like are still kind of up and down in terms of their defense and what they put up week in and week out um obviously miles gaskin was the talk of the town last week and that he was welcome to dumpsville before and is had a resurrection last week but i'm thinking that 
Arnold, if you are looking for a streamer, is going to be seeing a decent amount of targets. He had his season high in targets last week with eight targets and six receptions and against Tennessee. So I feel like if you need a decent floor and he had 64 yards, like he'll get some catches. Be enough that you're not throwing a zero in that slot. Well, exactly. That that's more so what I would uh bank on. I'm I'm not I'm not banking on eight targets again, um, like he got against Tennessee, but I, I will feel comfortable that he's probably gonna see somewhere around five and of that if he can catch three for 40 yards or something like that and, and you get lucky and you maybe get a touchdown uh yeah i mean he, he's worth a dart throw in the at the tight end position which is always a little bit tricky outside of the top five to six guys so yeah hey arnold yeah i'm all about it <laughs> love it all right let's go ahead and switch over to the thursday night matchup very excited for this one i'm sure you are oh hell yeah you love a good let's go team let's do go this don't mind me while i adjust all the little graphics on the screen my bad. Well, cool. I thought you were, I thought you were messing with the audio because I started screaming. My bad. Oh no. I mean, I'm used to I'm used to that. <laughs> you and your screaming. Dang. Um that's okay though. All right, Bucks versus Eagles. They're playing in Philadelphia. Right off the bat, what's something that you love about this matchup before we get into the first question, which is who wins this game? Oh, uh, it's it's Tampa Bay. Um I don't I know that Philadelphia is going to be able to have some success against this defense right now. No Levante David, no Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, as we know, the you know the cornerback spot is also one that's paper thin right now for the Bucs. So I expect Jalen Hurts to have a nice day, and I'm sure there's going to be some yardage prop questions that revolve around Jalen and the Eagles offense. That being said, though, Tom Brady, Bucks offense, I expect them to do what they want to do for the most part against this Philadelphia unit. So, uh, yeah, give me the Bucs. I also have the Bucks winning this game, but just, you know, I have to ask because people are asking. It's all about, you know, fingers and thumbs with quarterbacks this week. So Brady's got an issue with his thumb, but he's mm-hmm. looking to play anyways. Are you concerned at all? If he's playing, no, I'm not concerned. <laughs> Let's just, I mean, he played on. last year, what, on like a, 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 a like a partially torn MCL, we found yeah. out. Like, yeah. you know, if he can do that. He can play with a he can play with a banged up thumb. Come on, Tommy. We'll be all right. Get out there, right. pal. I agree. I'm gonna go 750 with on this one. I'm not gonna use my risk-free shot on this one. I'm gonna save that for later. Um, but I do think that the Bucks come away with a win here. Going to question number two. Both teams combined to score six or more touchdowns in this game. Yes or no? I'm saying hell yes. I, hell again, yeah. I, I think that both teams, I imagine both teams are gonna be able to score more than 24 points. Uh, the Bucks defense again can be had on the back end. Even I expect them to be play, playing with a lead and Hurts be you know trying to play catch up uh, and keep up with the Bucks. That lends itself to a pretty high scoring football game. So yeah, six touchdowns. I'll, I'll say that yes. And I also like the idea of Hurts throwing a absolutely brilliant deep pass to Devonte Smith and being able to you know capitalize on him and all of his amazingness and athleticism in this one just because we you can capitalize on the pass and against the bucks so i agree gonna go six i think i'll also go 750 on this one making my prediction let's go question three game three or the game is decided by eight points or fewer you know i want to go ahead and i want to go back to your answer like it's weird I said all those things about how the Bucks secondary is struggling and susceptible to opposing passing attacks. Yeah. But it's kind of like a family member. The Bucks are to me. Sure. 
Like yeah. I'm allowed to talk crap about them, but then when you say it, it just sounds different. It it hurts. It, I it just, just I just said exactly what you said. It's I know. Not okay? I know. I know. But it it's still like pump the brakes with all that with all that smack talk. That's all I'm just saying. You're gonna end up going back to the Super Bowl anyways this year. So just thank you. Uh, thank you. I agree with that. But anyway, um, when it comes to this game decided by eight or fewer points, um, I will go ahead and say, yeah, actually, you know what? I, I think that the Philadelphia scores a late one. To make it like I don't know, like a six-point game or something like that. The Bucks, okay. the Bucks haven't been overwhelming in every single one of their games this year, and and I could just see Hurts keeping this one close. Actually, I, I know it sounds surprising because I know we've seen Philadelphia is a tough team to figure out this year because they got they blown are. off the blown off the field against the Dallas Cowboys, but there's been other moments where they've shown signs of life, and I, I think that this is a game where they'll be up at home to take on the defending Super Bowl champs. I agree. And I feel like there's going to be some garbage time plays here that end up, you know, narrowing down that gap of score at the end. And, you know, the Thursday night games have all been a bit nuts. So I feel like they're going to be, it, it could be closer than we think it's going to be. So I'm going to agree with that going on that one. Next question. Jalen Hurts records the longest completed pass in the game. Yes or no? Ooh. The longest completed pass. This one has me, I mean, I think that he's going to have a huge pass to Devonta Smith for a touchdown. So if I just went off of my gut, I would say yes. You know, and it, it, Philly does have, Philly has a, a lot of really nice deep threats or mm-hmm. big play options on the outside. Yeah. So, you know what? I will. The, the tiebreaker being that the answering yes gives you more points, right? That's yes. another way of kind of a strategy of how to play Winview games. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to play into their hands on this one, and I'll go ahead and say yes. Uh, kind of that's that's kind of a coin flip one though for me, Sam. It is. It's close. It's close for me too. Now, would you go 500 on this one, or would you still go 750? Ah, 750. I, you know, you play to win the game. So you play to win the game. You play to win the game. Come on, Coach Love Herm it. Edwards. I'm going with his approach. Love it. Tom Brady records 315 or more total passing yards in this game. You know. Oddly enough, the Philadelphia Eagles have not allowed a 300-yard passer all season long. Did you know really? that? I did yeah. not know that. that and they've actually, on I think three different occasions, held opposing quarterbacks to under 200 yards passing. Like, this Philadelphia pass defense has been far more improved and far better than I expected to, to start the 2021 season. Hmm. That being said... They're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I expect that Tom is going to do his thing through the air. In particular, if this is a higher-scoring game like I expect, Mm -hmm. Brady's going to have to throw the ball and um, to continue to to put points on the board. So, yeah, give me – I'm actually going to say yes. It's a high total, but yes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he had – I know he had over 400 yards against Miami last week. He was held to – 269 against New England, but then he had over 400 against the Rams. It's like, and I feel like they have a good defense. So I agree. I'm going to go with yes. Smashing the yes on this one. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Question six Rojo or Kenneth Gainwell score a touchdown in the game, passing, rushing, or receiving? No. Neither one of them are going to score a touchdown, is what you're saying. I'm saying saying no. Yeah. Uh, they, They gave you the or. This is the thing I love about Winview. They give you the or. Either player score a touchdown. Yeah, and you can answer yes or no, and I'm saying no. So 
Um, yeah. I, Rojo's been non-existent in this offense. Uh, completely say. fallen out of favor. Now, Gainwell, um, he's the one that is a little bit more interesting to me, but I'm still going to go ahead and um, I'm going to say no. Yeah. No, I'm going to agree with you on the no there. They're, they're a bit ghostly right now. So uh, are we going to use our one risk-free shot right now or no? no. It might make me do it. No? No. Okay. I, well, it's, it's your account this time. So uh, you, you do as you will, but. No, not using it. No. Okay. Elliot makes more field goals than suck up this week. The Eagles have more field goals than the Bucks this week. Yes or no? God, I mean, really, I mean. We got We got a kicker prop. We got to answer. Damn you, Winview, a, a kicker prop. Like, um, you know, I'm going to say the Bucs. Uh, so I'm going to say no because I expect the Bucs to just score more points, have a little bit more success against this uh, Eagles um, defense. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say no. I think Suckup kicks more field goals. All right. I agree with kicker you. analysis. Hashtag analysis for kicker. All right. Question eight. Either team records a defensive or special teams touchdown in this game. Uh, defensive or special teams touchdown. I'm going to say no. I mean, I, I'm just going to. It's kind of times play. five if it's yes. I'm going to play the odds, though. I'm going to play. I'm going to say no. So no, nothing special about these teams. Special teams. Not to the point. I mean, Mickens is OK for the Bucks. I'm I'm going to I just don't see it happening. Um all right, I, again, I'm more so playing the odds. Could it happen? Sure. Could a sack fumble happen? Could Hurts throw another pick six like he did against the Cowboys? Sure, it can happen. Uh, I'm just going to say that I expect Hurts and Brady to both take care of the football. And I, I, I don't predict that either special teams unit is going to uh, have a lapse in coverage. Uh, and there's no dynamic. I mean, there's some nice players, big play options, maybe for the Eagles that uh, Jalen Rager kind of stands out to me uh, as one that could pop a big pump return or something. But nah, I'm going to say no. All right. Well, I'll agree with you there. I'll let that one happen. But I'll be I'll text. I'll be texting you if something crazy happens. I'll be like, ha. <laughs> that yeah. times five. Don't don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. All right, Zach Ertz and Antonio Brown combine to record 11 or more receptions in this game. I say yes. There's no Dallas Goddard because of COVID-19. So because there's no Goddard, we're going to see an extended, uh, you know, basically snap count and probably targets for Zach Ertz. And with no Levante David, who's probably their best coverage linebacker, um, I expect that Ertz is going to have himself a pretty nice game and, and Antonio Brown's been doing Antonio Brown things. So, yeah. um, do I see a, a road to where both of those guys catch five or six passes? Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. I could see five or six passes for each of them. Definitely going to go over the 11 receptions. So hit the yes there. Absolutely. Make a prediction. Um, and then any player records two or more full sacks in this game. Uh, uh I don't see anybody for Philadelphia getting to the two sack marks. So we're talking about, do I see anybody on the Bucks? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, two sacks is hard to get in any, for any, even the elite, most elite of all the elite pass rushers in a game. Okay. Like, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to say no, that's, that's a, that's a tall order. Uh, and that's where I want use my one risk-free shot. All right, let's do that. Prediction has been made everyone. So I'm going to get the screen off there. Sorry. Deal with me doing this one second. Come on. Come Sorry. on. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Guys, if you haven't already, please head over to winview.tv slash doc, and you will be able to get a $100 deposit match when you first play Winview. It's super fun. The props 
questions are all fantastic. And there's definitely some questions that really give you the benefit of the doubt in terms of if you're going back and forth between two players, there's a lot of really fun matchups and you can play against your friends, your family, or you can play against your co-host. Definitely lots of fun, fun matchups for you there. So don't forget to check that out. Any other final words before we sign off here, Tate? Uh, until next time, later says the Tater, go Bucks, all the above, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions and the members-only Discord right here at drrota.com. Have a great week, and I hope you guys get the win. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.